0: you're listening to cams talk a podcast brought to you by the service users and professionals from east london nhs foundation trust a podcast where you can hear us discuss debate and challenge issues around child and adolescent mental health in the uk
1: and welcome to the latest edition of our cams talk podcast my name is nikki scott and i'm the service user participation lead for cams i'm joined today by my colleague ashley hi ashley hello and we are also um extremely lucky to be joined today by susie hi susie hello and also by jay hi (laughs) So it's nice to have you all here. Um, so today we are discussing um, Christmas um, and how challenging it can be for some young people. Now, obviously, we've had a really tough year this year, um, and a lot of people have got quite mixed feelings about, you know, how to celebrate Christmas. Um, we're being told how we can do it, what we can do. Um, who we can mix with. And um, for a lot of us, actually, that's that's causing a lot of anxiety and a lot of um a lot of pressure on top of what's been a difficult year already. But actually, so I wonder if I can come to you, Jay. How are you feeling about the rules that are being applied to us this year? Does it make it easier or more difficult for you, really?
2: Um, I think for me it doesn't really affect me that much like my family we don't really see a lot of people anyway um i think it's nice that we're not got to mix with too many people but i i think it will be weird that i can't like you know drop by my friends houses and things like that um yeah that's gonna be strange um and like with the whole five day thing i think it's a bit random like it worries me a bit because obviously they say no more than three households but you know there's people that aren't going to stick to that and it's just like that makes me a bit anxious about how some people are going to ignore it all and do what they want whereas some of us are sticking to the rules and yeah it's a bit weird
1: yeah absolutely it really is isn't it um Susie how are you feeling about the the sort of um the fact that we're being told how to celebrate and who to celebrate with, how does it make you feel about the Christmas period?
3: Um, similarly with Jay, like on Christmas day, we don't really have that many people come around because um, we just kind of celebrate with like close family. But um, I think that like, it's more the unknowing of like what is actually going to happen because You don't know if the rules are going to change and you're going to be able to see no family or, like, if we're going to be able to see people. It's just more confusing for me and it's just making that... That's what's making me anxious more than anything.
2: Yeah, and I think, like, knowing that after Christmas, no, like, not knowing after this five days what's going to happen. And I think in the back of our minds, it's... Yeah, we're going to have a lovely time at Christmas, but what's going to happen afterwards? What are we going to, like, what are we sacrificing just to have a good Christmas day when afterwards, yeah, it'll be different.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And all of those, um, all of those fears and those worries, actually, are in addition to the anxieties that you would normally feel coming up to Christmas, which is what we're really here to discuss. That actually, um, a lot of us are feeling very anxious about this Christmas, particularly. But for some young people. Every year, Christmas is a bit of an anxiety-provoking time for various reasons. Um, Jay, I wonder if I can come to you first. So I wonder if you could just share with us what it is about um, Christmas that you do ordinarily find quite challenging.
2: Yeah, I think mainly for me it's that pressure to be happy and lively and that – you're going to be fine for the day. And I think, I know like my family are supportive and they don't expect that. But in my head, I think this day is what the year, some people, the year leads up to this day. I need to be happy for everyone else. I don't want to ruin their day and bring other people down when, and then that just makes you feel worse in the end because you're worrying about what other people are going to think. Um, Yeah, that having to be happy, which You know, I like Christmas and I do enjoy the time of year, but sometimes I do struggle with that. Um, And it's a bit conflicting feeling like, yeah, I love this day and I love seeing people, but also I'm exhausted. And I think, like we've said before, I think the build ups often worse than the actual day itself in terms of your mental health. Like the days leading up to it, it could be like, oh, it's a big day coming seeing lots of people a big meal all the things that can stress you out um and then the day comes and you kind of cope better than you thought usually which I think is good to remind yourself each year
3: and thank you also um the structure like you never like most Christmases you don't know exactly what's going to happen like people so like this year it's gonna might be a bit easier because like you can only have a certain amount of people around but like not knowing like when things are happening so like with me I speak to my mum and we make like a list of everything that's gonna happen so like we don't usually put times on it because like that if there's a time then I want it stick to that time but we like make a list Um, or we talk about like everything that's gonna happen and then you can like either physically or like mentally like cross it off the list so then you know like what's happening and what's coming next and things which I find really helpful.
2: Yeah because I think a lot of people like the lack of structure at Christmas they that's certainly what I've picked up on in my family is if I ask what's the plan is or what time we're doing this or That sort of thing, everyone's like, oh, we're just going to see what happens, or like, we're just going to relax today. Whereas for me, that's the opposite for me. Like, I'd rather know what's happening. And I think, yeah, over the years, we've got better at, as a family, working out what works for us. And like you said, I think sometimes putting times on it can be helpful. Like, we usually know what time we're going to eat dinner, but the rest of the day, it's kind of, yeah, we know the order, we do it the same every year. Um, go for a walk in the afternoon that sort of thing and I think that's that's reassuring I think over the years it's got easier for me as I've kind of learned how to cope and as I've got older
3: yeah and also like this year um, so like during the day I struggle because um, nothing like things happen but it's kind of more like you just chill so like this year I'm actually helping cook Christmas dinner so then I, I have something to keep me occupied because like just sitting in a room, like with my family, even though it's lovely to spend time with family, I'm not saying that it's just, you just kind of sit there, like overthink everything or like overthink, oh. am I looking okay? Like, should I really be eating this or like, should I be talking to someone? So like with me cooking Christmas dinner, I'm like, I can spend time with my family, but like, if I get a bit anxious, I can be like, oh, I'm just going to go check on dinner. And it doesn't look as weird as if I weren't helping with dinner,
2: yeah, I think keeping distracted is really important, like I think when you're younger, when you're a child, you've usually got toys and things new things to play with, but I think as you get older you I noticed that probably as like early on in my teenage years, like the first year where you don't get toys or things like that, you kind of think, well what do I actually do today like what there's like three hours till dinner? what do I do with myself um So I think it's like, yeah, trying to work out what you're going to do in that time. Are you going to watch a film or are you, would you rather do something? Would you rather help with dinner? Um, Yeah. And I think especially when you're struggling with your eating, I think before dinner, especially is quite important to keep busy. So you're not just sat worrying about the food itself.
1: And there's, a, there's a huge expectation really at Christmas, isn't there, to um, when you're with your family, that you've all got to be together all day long, you know, you're expected to sort of sit at the dinner table for hours and hours or you're expected to all play games together and and you're, you know, go out for a walk together and actually it's really important from the sounds of it for both of you it's really important actually that you do get some time out and that you do get to um to be able to go and spend some alone time if needed without questions so how how do you how do you do that how do you sort of engineer that so that everyone's not asking questions susie yeah. do you
3: i um So I talk to my mum, because me and my mum are quite close. Um, If, like, I'm feeling anxious, because um, if I need some space, I'll just be like, oh, mum, I'm just going upstairs, can you tell everyone that I'm okay? I just need some space. And then um, everyone will know just to leave me alone for a bit, because, um, like, otherwise I'll just get too anxious and then start overflowing and... um, so, yeah, I talked to my mum and she's really understanding about it. And she'll be like, yeah, that's fine. Um, She'll usually come and check on me every so often, but it'll only be her that checks on me. It won't be like, like my little brother, he, he on Christmas Day, he's the most excited, he's like an excited puppy. Like everything's going on. <laughs> but um, mum like tells him, I'll just leave her alone. She'll be down in a minute. And then I just, once I've had my space, like come back downstairs and uh, because my mum's told everyone oh she just needs some space they don't ask questions they just kind of carry on if they're having a conversation they will carry on the conversation instead of like trying to be like oh look Susie's back like instead of make a big thing about it yeah Mm
1: -hmm.
2: yeah I think that's really important to have your own time I think as my family have kind of got more aware of my mental health they're like now they wouldn't think anything of it. Like at any family occasion, it's normal for me to go off and do my own thing. Um and I think you kind of get to learn your own limits. And sometimes it's good to take yourself off before things get too bad, before you start to panic or whatever, think I'm starting to feel a bit iffy, I'm gonna go off for a bit and then come back when you're feeling better rather than wait until it gets to the worst, um, before you stop. Um, I think, yeah, having sometimes, if I think it was hard when they didn't have that understanding, because you just felt really unsociable and you felt like you were letting everyone down. What are they all thinking of me in there? That sort of thing. Whereas, like you said, Susie, having a family member that's kind of got your back and kind of can explain if you need to what's going on. And like I was wondering, with your little brother, Susie, like, what's it like at Christmas with a younger sibling? Because I don't have that and. I'm guessing that might be a bit hard sometimes when there's someone so excited in the house um, and you want to keep it magical for them.
3: Yeah, well um I remember uh I think it was two or three Christmases ago. Um I to be honest, I didn't really understand my own mental health, let alone anyone else. And I just remember like just having a complete breakdown and like me feeling like I've ruined Christmas. So now um, ever since then I'm like I need to make it magical for Corey but instead of like and I put a lot of pressure on myself like the past couple of years to like I have to do this for him and um and like yes it's been an amazing day but like it's been like I've been on edge like walking on eggshells around everyone because I don't want to mess it up but this year it's more um I'm more just going to enjoy Christmas instead of trying to make everyone enjoy Christmas and like he he does get really excited but I just remember when I was his age instead of like when I want some space and he's just literally running around the house instead of getting stressed out at him I just kind of remember I was like that when I was his age like he's only eight like He doesn't really understand. So I've kind of, as, like, I've grown up, I've learned that he is just an excited little puppy and there's loads of presents and he's just happy. And I'm just learning to, instead of trying to make everyone happy, to make myself happy, and then everyone will be happy.
2: Yeah, exactly. I think all people really want is for you to be happy because yeah yeah, and I think yeah it's important to focus on yourself as important as it is to make everyone have a good time if you're not going to have a good time then yeah they're not and I think like you said with the younger siblings and young people in the house um, they probably won't even notice if you're struggling because they're so caught up in all the excitement um, we probably overthink it more than they would i think they'd yeah they're kind of caught up in all the joy (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) yeah that's so important i think you've raised so many really good points there actually to really make people stop and think about that it can be so overwhelming can't it there's all sorts of emotions going on and this huge pressure and expectation that everyone's going to have an absolutely amazing day on this one particular day you know we're all going to wake up we're all we're all going to be happy we're all going to have a brilliant time but actually the other 364 days of the year you can't just eradicate them can you, you can't just forget about all of the things just for one day as much as you know if you could wave a magic wand you might want to do that but yeah. it doesn't all disappear does it?
3: And it's also, like, um, the you know the time between Christmas Day and New Year's Day when everything just mumbles into one and, like, you don't know what day it is, like, what time it is. You're just in your pyjamas eating leftover food from Christmas Day. And I think, um, for me, I also struggle with that as well, again, because you don't know like you can wake up and the morning you just spend it chilling and then just randomly mum could go oh we're going here today and you're like oh okay like wasn't expecting that and um I think as much as like it's nice to have like surprises and things also it's really anxious like you're not knowing
2: yeah I think a lot of things around Christmas is about the surprise and I think that can be quite stressful for some people whereas for some for other people that can be what it's all about and I know when I was younger like and I know we've said before about with presents and things it can be exciting and I think everyone else well not everyone else but most people like the excitement of not knowing what you're going to get but for someone that struggles that could be quite um overwhelming and quite nervous because you worry about what people are your reaction are you going to react properly or are you going to like it like you don't want to look like you don't appreciate yeah. what they've given you. I'm
1: grateful. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: And it's that pressure, you end up overthinking it. Whereas, yeah. And I think, I don't know whether it's just as I've got older or as my family have understood more, like I still have surprises and things, but I tend to know a few things I'm getting. I help pick them. Um, and that helps me kind of prepare. Cause I think I'm one of those, um, not one of those, I'm just the kind of person that, um whenever I get new things in my life whether that's I've bought them or their gifts they mean a lot to me um because everything I have is like my own so I think accepting new things into my life is quite a big thing and I think like being able to process where it's going to be in my room what I'm going to use it for that's quite a big thing um and I think I know with like opening presents when I was younger I always took a while between each one I would open it, play with it, and then I'd do the next one, whereas my sister would just work through them all because I'd get overwhelmed if I just saw everything. I'd be like, whoa. Whereas,
3: yeah,
2: yeah, and like now it's, I tend to like put everything away in my room straight away rather than leaving it all out because otherwise I just worry thinking, oh my God, where am I going to keep that? Is it going to fit there? What am I going to have to move to put that there? That sort of thing.
4: Yeah, and I think just touching on um, prepared is the word you use there, Jay. Um, and I know we've had lots of conversations before about how helpful it can be to prepare yourself and your family for the types of things that might be happening over Christmas. Um, either that be kind of preparing them for, you know, I might find this overwhelming, this might happen. Um, and I just want to kind of reassure you now before all of the kind of overwhelming, stressful things begin or whether that's preparing something for yourself so that, you know, in in the run-up to Christmas Day, so that on Christmas Day, you have something um, that you put together when you were less stressed and overwhelmed. Um, what do you guys, do you guys think you'll be doing something like that in the run-up to the Christmas this year to help you? What do you do to help you prepare for, for these overwhelming emotions?
2: Um, I mean it sounds really boring but like every year since I was younger I've always got a calendar and for me that's the thing I do on Christmas day is I like fill it in for the year with birthdays and things like that because it, it takes like half an hour and you can just switch off you can do it on, in my room or I can do it with other people in the room and that's just always something I've done and I think it's just a nice way to switch off it of some people would find that really boring but that's helpful and I think just making sure I've got all my things if we go into someone else's house take those comfort items with me um wear something comfortable because I know sometimes people like to dress up for Christmas day but if, if everyone else is and I want to be in my pajamas then that's fine like as long as you're comfortable um yeah and yeah keeping those things that you would normally use to cope in place on the same day
1: and your family, you you've you know you said about the fact that you discuss all of this with your family. So, presumably, you've worked on that together, um, and they know now not to put pressure on you to wear your new outfit that I've just bought you. You know that I've mm-hmm. gone out and chosen. Just actually, does it matter? You can wear your pajamas if that's what you want to do.
2: Yeah, I think definitely as a well as a child, I was very, I. I don't know. I was I wasn't the most well behaved. Well I wasn't naughty. I was, I wasn't I was very strong-willed, I guess. Um I I wasn't diagnosed with ASD until I was 15, so no one really understood why I was like I was. It was just what I did. So things like that I would just refuse to wear certain things or go places and things which I was back then it, I was seen as difficult and it was like I'd get told off for it whereas as I got diagnosed and as I got older, we kind of understood that. And they're a bit more relaxed about that sort of thing. Um, And I think whether your child's got a diagnosis or whether you suspect they might be on the spectrum or just if they're anxious, like being able to notice whether they are playing up because they're being naughty or whether it's because they're struggling and they need some help or some time out. Yeah, and that thing about buying a new outfit and having to wear it, that can be a big thing. Like, sensory-wise, you might get a new jumper and you think, oh, that's lovely, and then you put it on and it is the most itchy thing ever. Do you wear it to make everyone happy or do you just, or do you not? Like, what's most important for you?
1: Thank you. That's, yeah, that's that's so educational because there's a lot of people that don't think about that. Um, And actually, you're right, you know, if hopefully maybe somebody that's listening to this podcast now and and has heard that discussion something might be clicking in place there thinking either that you know that's me that's how how i behave or that's somebody that i know that behaves in that and could that could that be an explanation for it yeah susie i wonder um if you what do you do to prepare
3: um so I talk to my mum and like make the list of like what will go on and um also like I just talk to my family like if I'm feeling anxious or something I won't I will like I'll say it instead of like bottling up which has taken like a lot of like what's the word um like courage to start doing but like I've just learned that like my family won't judge me like they love me for who I am so like telling them oh like can we not do this or like can we just like turn the music down a little bit or something like they will do it because they just want me to be happy
2: yeah and I think just quickly I think Another thing you can do is familiarise yourself with what support's available on Christmas Day or over Christmas, because a lot of mental health services are shut over that time, as most places are, and I think that can be quite scary. If you're having a lot of support beforehand, if it's like, oh, we're shutting for two days, goodbye, that can be quite a lot. So I think looking up the help, or we could put them on the website or something maybe, like the helplines that are open over Christmas because there are a lot that are, or online forums, online chats, um, or even if your local services might be open because some of them do run and crisis teams do work through. So making sure you've looked at that before Christmas Day in case you find yourself going, oh, my God, I'm really struggling. Um, that can be good to prepare in advance. So you don't have to look for them when you're in a bad place. And like
1: So have all a- that information <clears throat>
3: yeah make a list of them instead of like just looking them up like actually physically write them down or like on your phone like put them in your notes because then you can like if they're on your phone in notes and you can just literally just tap it and like it can like the website or the phone number will come up so like even like because sometimes you can like look through them like oh okay this is like open this is open but when you're in a state you can't Like, you just can't go through, like, the internet and try and find it. So if you've literally got it, you can either just put it in your phone or, like, just click on the link.
1: That's a really good idea. So being prepared, having all of that information to hand. and Maybe even, I don't know, do do you sort of say to – do you maybe make an arrangement with a friend or somebody that you know, somebody that you trust to sort of, you know – maybe catch up at some point in the day just to touch yeah. base
3: i i do that like um me and my best friend will be like uh, we'll be like oh we'll call it this time to like or we have like a code word Like if either one of us messages each other the code word we can just have a conversation about like random so like we can just take our minds off it. yeah
2: that's really good because i think it's great being around family but sometimes it's nice to get a break because sometimes people can be a bit annoying and uh, <laughs> um, I think your friends are probably probably feel that too and I think it could be nice for both of you to just like switch off from the family chaos at home and just have a little chat like you would we'll ask each other what you got ask each other who's annoying them that sort of thing I think yeah it's, it's good to keep in touch with your friends as well as your family because yeah,
3: yeah, they're because, a big part of your life. Yeah, and also like you might feel like it's because of like your mental health that people are annoying you or like making you anxious. But like if you message a friend that like doesn't have the same issues, I don't think that's the right word, but you get the point as uh you and they're like, Oh my goodness, like my uh cousin's really annoying me, and you're like, Oh my brother's annoying me and it's like I'm not the only one that's getting annoyed by family which is quite
4: nice. I think that's a really good point actually because some of the structure that you lose around Christmas and New Year is seeing the friends and the support networks that you have at school Um, so keeping in touch with them in that way reminding yourself that their support is still there even if you're not seeing them for eight hours a day as you normally would it sounds like that's been really helpful for you guys to to jump back out of that Christmas-centric perspective that we can all get into where uh, um, and just remind yourselves that, that that support is still there.
2: Yeah, I think Christmas is very much shown as a family thing, a big family occasion, which it is. It's very important and it is when lots of families come together. But whether people don't have much contact with their family or whether you do, like friends are a big part of your life as well and they they're part of your family in a way so it can be a friend's thing as well if you want to see them on Christmas Eve or even Christmas Day like as long as everyone is happy or if if not if it's going to make you happy and make your Christmas maybe not this year with everything going on but if that's what's going to help you enjoy the time then then that's that's what's important.
4: I was just gonna say um it sounds like that um, the message is really to, to do what will work for you on Christmas day and try to ignore that pressure of pleasing everyone else. And I was wondering, um, does it surprise you the kind of response that you get from family and friends when when you say, um, you know, when you explain, I'm, I'm gonna take a minute for myself. Um, I, I'm fine, just I'll, I'll come back and join everyone else in the conversation when I'm ready. Um, do you find that your family tend to be quite understanding of that um, or more understanding than you think considering the pressure to be around people all the time?
3: Yeah definitely like you when you're like in a state you're like oh god like everyone's gonna like freak out when I like I go for some space but when like you go you tell them oh, I'm just gonna go upstairs or I just need a space and then oh yeah that's fine like it kind of like I've just been worried about this for 10 minutes to realize like not they don't care that you're going away but like it's not gonna not gonna affect them in like a bad way
2: yeah I think we often make it you often worry about what other people think more than they actually would worry themselves because like I know in my family my nan goes off for a sleep in the afternoon on Christmas day and no one really she just does it and that's fine and I think if you need to sleep on Christmas day then go and have a nap like if that's what's going to help you enjoy the evening there's no harm in that if it's going to help you get through the day if you didn't sleep well before there's nothing wrong with going for a nap like I know I spent a whole Christmas nap in once which wasn't that great and it wasn't great for everyone but it's what helps me get through the day and I think it's that thing of it's one day of the year if you don't have a good day on that day there's another Christmas next year um, and you might have a good day in, in January or you might have a good day on Boxing Day. And that's, you can't guarantee a good and a bad day. And if it happens to be on Christmas, it's not the end of the world. Um, and you're not letting everyone down. You're just, um, you're just, it's just how things are. Like your mental illness doesn't just disappear because it's Christmas. Like um, it's okay if Christmas Day ends up being a bad day for your mental health because it's just a normal day, really.
1: Mm. Absolutely. I think that, you know, I've certainly learned a lot listening to this conversation. You know, as a mum who is probably, I put pressure, you know, on my family for everyone to be, you know, it's Christmas Day, we've all got to have a great time. But actually, yeah, we, we do need to think about, everybody's needs within the family and and what works for them I think that's a really important message um for parents and for grandparents and you know for us all to sort of think about everybody's needs collectively and work out how that day is going to be best suited to to meet everybody's needs um and not and actually you know thinking well this is what I'd planned to do and this is what you know I thought was going to happen but actually it's okay it's okay if we go off plan or you know we suddenly do something impulsive or you know that's fine you know
2: maybe especially
1: this year yeah
2: like I think plans are really helpful for people but it's also really important to yeah remind yourself that if something does change on the plan that's okay it's not the end of the world like yeah having a plan helps as a baseline but always be open to that that it might change because you can't be certain about everything um but like yeah just make sure you've got some things in place that are definite um so you've got that comfort in there and I think I just want to say like from like a sensory perspective people that struggle with sensory issues Christmas can be quite overwhelming because there's lots of smells like the food or just like candles and spice and stuff can be quite overwhelming and then Christmas music's really loud and everywhere and all at once um And decorations as well can be quite flashing lights and tinsel and everything can be quite a bit much and i think it's really important that if you need that space where it's not too much that can be really important um whether that's your bedroom keeping that clear of all decorations um i know some people find that helpful so then you can go away and be in a like sensory calm place um and like Susie said earlier, if the music needs to be turned down, turn it down. It's not going to ruin everyone's day if you have it a little bit quieter. Um, wear headphones if you need them. Um, take that time you need to process sensory things. And I know, like as a kid, I I hated or well, I hated loud noises, and I still don't really like them. But I used to hate. Um, like Christmas crackers used to, I used to hate them. So I used to go out the room when everyone did that, like we wouldn't not have them as a family, but I'd just go off and do my thing. And that was fine. That's what that's what everyone accepted as normal. Like I'm fine with it now, but as a little kid that was terrifying. So I think it's that understanding.
4: And I, I think it's really important as well from what you're saying that the plans that we make based on the conversations that we have with each other. So, you know for example I might know someone that um, I don't know I might know someone that is struggling with their mental health is going to be around at Christmas and think oh, I need to um, structure into all of our day for them to do this and actually that's not what the person needs at that time and I think you know family can try you know you can speak to your family and they can really try things in place that are helpful but they might not actually be that helpful for you, and and making sure that the plan for the day is act, is is what everyone wants it to be, and what m- will keep everyone happy, and not what we think it should be.
2: Yeah, and I think it is about uh, having that discussion and having that openness talk about what everybody wants um and some of it is about compromising because some yeah like your mental health is important but sometimes you might have to do something that scares you a bit or makes you uncomfortable because you can't you can't live in your comfort forever and you do need to push yourself Um, but it's having that balance of pushing yourself and allowing yourself that time
1: Thank you, Jay. So I think in in closing, is there any particular sort of parting words or or advice or guidance or anything more that you'd like to share to try and maybe help other young people that might be thinking that it's going to be a difficult day for them?
2: Um, Jay? I think um a big thing is that just to have time on your own if you need it and not to feel ashamed of that um yeah you don't have to be this bright colorful person the whole day if you need some time alone that's fine and it's important to put your health first
1: thank you and Susie
3: um just to remember that you will be okay like it seems terrifying now but like it's it's just an ordinary day and if that's the easiest way to think of it to get through, then just think as it is like I'm not being funny most people have um roast dinners on a Sunday so just picture it as a Sunday with gifts like it you get through it and not to it's easier said than done but like not to overthink it like it will be okay
1: thank you that's so helpful so um thanks so much guys i think it's been a really um informative and educational podcast i've learned a lot um and i hope you have a really safe um christmas and that you um get everything you wanted and um that you enjoy the time um look after yourselves you too thank you thanks susie have a good christmas and you thanks jay enjoy thank you and ashling thank you so much thank you and we'll see you all in the new year yeah
0: you've been listening to camstalk a podcast brought to you by the Luton and Bedford CAMS team and the Luton and Bedford Service User Participation Group. If you'd like to hear more from us, just go over to camstalk.com and subscribe. You can also subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts or any of the other platforms that you're using. Once you've subscribed, you'll get notification on your device every time we release a new episode. If you want to comment or share your views, you can contact us on Twitter using at camstalk, or you can send us an email using info at One last thing before we go, don't forget to use the hashtag camstalkpodcast whenever you comment on social media. We'll speak to you soon.